0: FaithFit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Bucklin. A program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Good evening everyone. This is uh, Faith FaithFit Radio. He thinks he's Father Martin Wynn, but I'm pretty sure I'm Steve Bucklin. <laughs> Well, you can't really trust what I think sometimes, but I'm pretty sure I am Father Martin, your host for the day. I have checked his papers. so Are you sure we can't fake it? Uh, well, you know, they look pretty good to me. So. Uh, hmm. All right. I hope everyone is doing well and enjoying their Lenten journey. Yes. We hope you survived Shrove Tuesday. And Ash Wednesday. Did anybody go through the uh, the uh, drive-through ashes? There is there is a drive-through. I think it's in Kissimmee, isn't it? Oh no, no, it's in uh, Fort
0: Pierce. Oh, Fort Pierce drive-through. Five bucks. Do they charge money? Oh, um, I don't know, and I'd rather not know. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. That would be so bad. I thought we got rid of that like in the fifteen hundreds after Luther complained. So, <laughs> well, folks, we do have a
1: unique presentation for you today.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, as we got, we talked about last time. Uh, part of getting ready for the Lenten season is to do some self-examination to prepare, to make ready to meet the Lord as He rises again at Easter, and an, an integral part of that um, is going to confession to celebrate the sacrament of reconciliation. Uh, and you know, for many of us who are penitents, mm-hmm. which is really all of us, but for most of the faithful. The act of going to confession is nothing anyone really looks forward to. Um, it's a time when we have to examine and own up to all the things that are not so good about ourselves. You know, it's it's, it's looking in the mirror and seeing all the warts. Right. And um, I've never gone to—I've never been into a church and seen a line of penitents heading into confession with anybody having a smile on their face. But I do see everybody leaving, typically, with a smile on their face, which is kind of interesting. Right. (laughs) It's the worst feeling going in and the best feeling coming out. Um, And for each of us, we all—I mean, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't struggle with with reconciliation on some level. Um, There's always some piece of it uh, that's difficult, and it is a challenge, and it is a struggle. And it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, Being sorry for your sins, it shouldn't come easy to you. It should be something that's hard because— if it was easy, one would have to question kind of the authenticity of the sorrow. But, but today, we've got something very special. We're going to take you kind of inside the confessional, but from not the view of the penitent, but the view of the priest. So
1: Right. So this is a reflection of a confessor, and just a disclaimer, absolutely nothing, nothing, and absolutely nothing In regard to the nature of confession is revealed, this is simply a reflection of a confessor, of a priest who has the privilege of listening to to his people and sharing with them the journey and helping them, guiding them to uh, receive the Lord's forgiveness.
0: And it really works like a doctor and a patient. I mean, if we were both going to the same podiatrist, same foot doctor, mm-hmm. and you came in, you'd be like, "Hey, doc, so how messed up are Steve's feet?" And he'd be like, "I can't say."
1: Oh, uh, but the seal is even more absolute than, than absolutely. That. Yeah. But
0: yeah. in kind of concrete terms, you are, for all intents and purposes, right. a soul doctor. I mean, really, you are. Mm-hmm. You are. You are. When when my foot hurts, I go to see the foot doctor. When my soul is hurt and it's broken, we come. We turn to the priest.
1: Right. Uh, now, just just uh, to begin with a bit of a confession, <laughs> more hmm. or less. You know, when I was going through seminary and as I was approaching Holy Orders, I was so excited about being able to hear confession and absolve sins. And I keep hearing priests saying that it's what their favorite thing to do. And becoming a priest, it was something very unique, and I talked about this with my my spiritual director because I didn't expect it, but it was a sacrament that I that I grew to love as a priest. Because when I first started hearing confession, I was kind of stressed because uh, I I kept you know putting so much emphasis on myself, and if I have to think about like. I need to say something smart or life changing for the people as they come in so that you know they walk out of my confessional somehow perfect. The as... Tony Robbins of priests.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and really it took me a while to realize dude, you're just an instrument. Yes. You're not you're not you're not the one who transformed the people's life. You don't actually you know you don't actually absolve the sins, right? I do so in the name of God. Ah, there you go. Right. Yeah, I do so in the name of God, and so, uh, for all intent and purposes, I was I'm like a trash can. <laughs> what a beautiful image. <laughs> <laughs> but but it gives me a good insight because once the the me the uh, Father Martin gets out of the way, then it's simply become a very. Uh, very humbling experience for myself because because then then I realize that God is at work in that encounter between myself and the penitent. Uh, there is really no place for me there except simply to be a door frame really, so that the people can get to God and God's grace can get to the people
0: the conduit
1: yep. So questions? <laughs> Ready? We can Do you have
0: we? We never let you speak. So would you have a question of the priest? Not even one. Can he remember? You, you can't come up with even one good question.
1: I'm,
0: I'm. I'm thinking about the college course I need to be doing right now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Oh, the problem <laughs> of young people. Yeah. Seriously. We're sorry. We're distracting you. So, um, tell me a little bit about uh, how. Give me a ballpark. How many, how many confessions have you heard since you were ordained in
1: May? Um, you know... So we're almost at a year. We're like a couple was just of ta- months from I was just talking about this with uh, Father Jonathan, my, my best friend, because I do keep track of most of the sacraments I do. I've done 129 anointing of the sick. Uh, I've baptized 17 babies as a priest. I've married uh, 18 couples.
0: Witnessed you witnessed. I've
1: witnessed. Yep. Yeah, I I've witnessed. Do you like how I'm just like so? St- I'm like it's type A Steve today. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> 18 couples, and uh, and masses, hundreds and hundreds. Oh, you can't keep track of those. But confession is another thing that we shouldn't keep track of either. Mm.
0: No, I'm just wondering ballpark. Uh, a, thousand. Would, you a thousand. A thousand. I would say
1: average average about 20 a day. A day every day seven days a week. More, I mean, some day more than others. Um, and then wow. you, you don't count like retreats and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Holy cow. That's but it's, a lot. It, you know what? Although it's, it's so, there's so many. But I don't think I've ever like think of it as a task that I have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you got all sort of penitents walking through the confessional. Uh, and no one in particular, but you know. Someone would walk in there and think that they're holier than God. <laughs> and sometimes it's always the tough one to hear. And some would walk through the confessional and, and, honest to you, I would say, like, you should be hearing my confession. Because the person is so holy, the person is so humble, and, and the sanctity of the soul, which is so clear, that you feel privileged just to hear these people confession.
0: So tell me, tell everybody what's what makes a good confession. So what are the? I mean, we talk about this a lot, but but the components. And people wonder, well, do I have to? Um, so when I confess my sins, do I need to give you all the reasons? Do I just tell you what the sin is and none of the circumstances? I mean, and there's a line of people. I don't want to be taking more time than I need to. So what? What I, is I when you should, sit
1: down? Where does that come from? Where do you? I mean, there should, obviously be, a it's your partners, should right? be a balance. There should be a balance. I, I would say the the bare minimum just give us the sins and the numbers. If the priest <laughs> the priest need clarification, he'll ask for it.
0: Right. Uh, I did this five times, this seven times, this right, three times.
1: Right, because, you know, different culture has different ways of going to confession also. Yeah, really, I didn't uh, know that. For the Hispanic culture, they tend to give you a whole story, mm-hmm. and somehow the sins would be embroidered somewhere in the story, and you really have to sit there and, and discern. Whereas the uh, Americans' way, just like the the Vietnamese way, you go in, you just give them the right. whole thing, and then you, you it's done. Yeah, uh, I would say I would say sometimes you have to be a, there's, there. Has to be a, a balance. Uh, if there is a question, there's a burning question, and if you should give the priest a better understanding of like, where all this come from, yeah, then you give an explanation. Uh, but typically, if the priest need clarification, he'll ask for it. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: So in your short time, have you ever uh, not been able to absolve someone? Uh, Has anyone walked out not absolved?
1: There, there are circumstances in which we're not permitted to. Um, uh, mainly... I used to like,
0: by the way, just so you know, I used to like to ask this question of Father John McCormick when he was with us. He would come down to uh, our adult confirmation classes at the cathedral and we would, when we'd be covering the Sacrament of Reconciliation, um, basically he would come in and for an hour and a half or however long the questions would come, he would just be basically ask me anything. Mm-hmm. And so this was almost the number one question again and again and again. Have you ever not forgiven somebody and in his 40 plus years that he was a priest on this earth there was only two times mm-hmm. and he remembers him he remembered both of them with clarity um and in both in, in one instance it was because the person wasn't sorry mm-hmm. right so just in the in the process of you got to be sorry for the sin and in the second one it was a person who was professing sorrow but kept committing the same thing again and again and again to the point where there obviously was no remorse right mm-hmm. because part of the act is asking god not only to absolve you of your sins but to help strengthen you mm-hmm. to avoid whatever to l- led you into that sin in the first place
1: right well so i i mean i want to talk about the extreme because i've heard some guys in a seminary who said that they can't wait to like refuse absolution Ooh, and ouch. that 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 sounds horrible uh, because that sort of destroyed the purpose of the sacraments. If I wasn't if I weren't able to offer absolution, it brings me no pleasure. Well, the year of mercy is over. <laughs> Doesn't mean that we have to start a year of condemnation. Thank you. Amen. Uh, when I'm not able to offer absolution, I know it, it pains the person. Mm-hmm and I whenever I'm not able to do so I I want to convey that message in the most gentle in the most compassionate kind of way and I would I would pray with the person obviously uh, the clearest instance of denying absolution is that the person is not contrite right if the person is not sorry then why should uh, why ask for forgiveness if you're not sorry for it one time somebody asked me you know what's the sin that cannot be forgiven? It is a sin of despair. If you don't believe in forgiveness, then how can forgiveness be given you uh, in the same way if you're so prideful that you're just walk into the confessional to brag about your sins and not sorry about them, then how can you expect God to forgive you uh, so uh, but then you know then the circumstances in which you know let's say the person um, divorced and then remarried outside of the church if they walk into the confessional then you know you, you can't you simply can't mm-hmm. absolve them but even so you know sometimes they just need to bear their souls and sometimes right. they just need they just need to be listened to and then prayed for and in that instance although we cannot absolve we can still become an instrument of healing. Mm.
0: Which is interesting. So you bring that point up, and I would, I I know the answer to this, but I want to ask it anyway. Because, so let's just say I, for example, uh, walked in um, and I was confessing to a particular sin, Mm -hmm. but you knew that I had been married, uh, divorced, and remarried outside the church. So why wouldn't you be able to offer me absolution for the one particular sin?
1: because because of the...
0: It's like you're back in seminary, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Look at that. It's like I'm doing the, the care of souls exam once again. And
0: you didn't know that I... And secretly I go down there in disguise. And
1: right. It was just about the same time this last year that I had yeah. to do my care of souls exam, and I'm pretty sure this was the same question that was mm-hmm.
0: asked. It's an important question because it, it really revolves around the nature of absolution in the sacrament of... in the sacrament of reconciliation, and naming like that... That when you are absolved of your sins, when you receive absolution, you receive absolution for, for all, all of, of your sins. Yeah. It isn't just for a particular thing. Correct. Which is why we tell people, particularly in my world, in the RCIA, when we're bringing people into the church, to, to remind them that the first time, and most especially, and this is, it becomes uh, a much larger issue with people who are of other Christian uh, faiths, but want to become Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 34 when I became Catholic, so that confession could have gone on for days. Um, and I had, but I had a really good priest um, mm-hmm. who helped me. And you know, we cut. He's like, I need the highlights, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Right. Um, and and everything that that everything that you remember in your examination of conscience, and I spent a lot of time doing it. Um, that came up, and please don't worry, Steve. He said if you walk out of here and you forgot something but you've honestly done your best it's absolved right you don't have to you know oh my gosh i forgot and so Obviously, so this there's, there's is a, a very difference. intrinsic to the nature of reconciliation that all of your sins are absolved
1: right no there's a difference though there's a difference between forget
0: yeah yeah something o- honestly making the, it's the act of making a genuine confession sometimes, look, the old, you're going to find this by the way, as you get older sometimes even when you write things down you, you forget, forget things <laughs> <laughs> I got on a plane a few weeks ago and left my cell phone in the car okay?
1: Wow <laughs> that's bad <laughs> and, and that's the thing well, none of us is perfect and um, but the least we could do is you know, show the sorrows for the mistakes we make because recognizing that we're broken that we need God's mercy that's when healing takes place because when we empty ourselves then God can fill us with his grace and that's the, the tremendous uh, honor and the task, the privilege that a priest is given uh, more often I, I get this question like, why do I have to confess to a human being mm. why can't I just confess directly to God well, you certainly can, because God God knows the moment you sin. Yep. God knows it, but when a priest, when you come to confession, when and I often explain it to them, because no sin is a private sin. Right. Let's let's use masturbation for an example. Okay, that is so called, you know, self pleasure. You know, you sin with yourself. Uh, <clears throat> But then you said, "I'm not hurting anybody." Well, you're hurting you. You're hurting you, and, and you then, are a part of you know, of a big community, the body. So every every sin has a social nature. You don't just sin against God; you sin against the human family, the church's family. Right. So when you're, it's like s- that song, "We
0: are one body, body one, one body, body in Christ.
1: Christ." Yeah. All right, stop. Stop. Sim. Sorry. Uh. But so when you come to the confessional, you know, the priest sit there as a representative not only of God, but of the church. So you come and you reconcile with both, with God and with the church. And the priest offer a tangible, a tangible sign of forgiveness. Because this is those words, I absolve you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit you certainly can can confess to God, but to be able to feel and to hear it, yep that's a beautiful thing and 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 it's not like we we enjoy you know hearing all the bad things all day, mm-hmm. but for us, it's a privilege because it is for us to allow our people to unload uh, the burden uh, that they carry. The Franciscan of uh, Renewal, sometimes they, whenever they do a pilgrimage, they have uh, this practice. They ask a penitent to to carry a piece of rock uh, for the whole walking journey, and then it it helped them understand. Like eventually, that small piece of rock can get heavy. Yeah. As you walk for so long, it's like sin, because we walk along for so long carrying all these sins, they become crushing for us and so this the, sac, the confessional is the chance where you just simply unload it with you know ready ears and we're not sitting there trying to determine if you're a despicable human being or not we're simply there to allow you to experience the mercy of God agent of healing agent of healing um, and you know I, I try my best like the certain promises I made to myself as i uh, when i before I became a priest that like one if I could help it, I would never refuse anyone of a chance to go to confession because when a person everybody has self- respect and pride, but if they go out of their way asking for the sacraments, you do it, you do it. Um, and because, we're lucky I mean at the cathedral
0: downtown. We have reconciliations offered uh, six days a week, well, right. seven, really. Um, in many churches, they don't offer reconciliation
1: regularly. Right, and sometimes it, it makes me sad because of because the, the lack of availability and also because of, um, of the nature of the society nowadays mm-hmm. that people don't feel the need to go to confession anymore. They confess on Facebook They confess on Oprah. They confess on different... uh, If you
0: confess on Twitter, it's only 144 characters, so you just have to be more concise. (laughs)
1: But but don't you find it interesting? All these bloggers, they they confess on social media, and they had no problem with it. But to walk through the confessional somehow it was such a huge well it's problem. easy to
0: i mean it's easy to express opinions and to confess thoughts and feelings to a computer because really what are you doing it's it's your phone it's your it's your laptop it's some inanimate object that you're just typing and there's no uh when we encounter each other personally face to face um we, we read and we communicate with each other on so many more levels than just with our voice. And so the things that I would type into a computer, you people would never say to anyone's face because they're right there. And if <laughs> I say something super offensive, they could punch me, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, and and so there's just this total lack of, of self-control and grace around that. But but it's you're not, I mean, you're exactly right. It's uh, in, in society, and, and society has normalized so much of what was once, and is still considered by the church to be sinful, but what was once considered sinful by societal standards, they have gotten so lax over mm-hmm. time that it's like, well, it isn't really a sin. It's Everybody's doing it. Oh, you know, that's just the modern way. Mm-hmm. And so sin, unfortunately, has never really been either in or out of fashion. It's just sin. And, right. and it's, it is, it is, it's a black and white. Um, there's wrong and there's right. And it's, Unfortunately, it's so simple that we run from it and try to make it as gray as possible.
1: Right. And uh, Steve touched on a a very interesting topic, the personal encounter. Uh, The personal encounter. One time I got a a request on Facebook, can we FaceTime a confession? Oh. I was like, well, (laughs) it doesn't work that way for one thing. Yeah. But the sacraments, the sacrament is always a personal encounter. A personal encounter with God and with the church. Uh, and so as dreadful as some of us feel whenever they walk into the confessional, it is a personal encounter, a face-to-face confession, uh, so that, you know, one, you know, you hold yourself accountable for your actions. Right. In, in front of someone, a representative of God and the church, and then you personally will receive forgiveness. Um, and so... It's been interesting, it's been really interesting, especially at the cathedral, like Steve said, we we offer confession daily, daily. And so we get to hear a lot of confessions. And you know, as I was talking about this, I could really clearly think of one instance where I felt incredibly uh, touched uh, to hear this one confession. And it it was so beautiful because the person before me was so humble, Mm. was so in touch with his own brokenness and his own need for God, that at that moment I could just feel God's presence so clearly as I offer him absolution. And so, yes, uh, for many of us, even myself, when I have to, you know, drag myself to the confessional, uh, it could be intimidating. It could be embarrassing. But then you walk out refreshed, renewed, recharged, and forgiven. Right. And forgiven and healed.
0: It is genuinely a sacrament where you get out of it what you put into it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh and honestly, I can speak on behalf of a lot of my brothers. I can't say all because some do treat the confessional like a torture chamber. But most of us simply wanting to be there uh, to bring God's mercy. Mercy That's doesn't mean mercy doesn't mean condoning everything though. Yeah, I'm not sitting there say patting you in the back and like, oh, you're all right, you're all right. No sometimes uh, tough love needed to be given but that being said I'm not there to you know, beat you up or making you feel horrible about yourself I'm simply there helping you experience uh, uh, the mercy of God that in spite of one's own brokenness God's love is much deeper
0: boom I think we can leave it right there that's All beautiful. Right. A beautiful way to end. So uh, as you continue in your Lenten journey, please uh, make every effort, if you haven't already done so, to celebrate the Sacrament of Reconciliation. As, as Father Martin mentioned, it's available at the Cathedral downtown every day from uh, 1130 to 1210 to 12, 1130 to 12-ish. Uh, and you can always zoop down to Mary Queen of the Universe Shrine down on Apopka Vineland Road. Uh, where they do it every day for like six hours a day it 's a right. confession party
1: and and just remember that we hear so many confessions that don't expect us to like don't think that we would just sitting there and and trying to guess who who's behind the screen and then think of you differently. No, that is not our job that's why I always go down to the shrine <laughs> because it's face
0: to face at a desk at a place where I don't normally go
1: so but <laughs> uh, friends. Just an, a word of encouragement that, you know, the sacrament is always there. God's forgiveness is always offered. He's never tired of forgiving us. So come, come and experience that forgiveness. Uh, may you enjoy the rest of your lantern journey. And we'll see you soon. Remember to smile more often because God loves you. Yeah, and we love you too. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented... Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Buckland. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.